Let's welcome Christine. Pleasure to be with you, and I'm a recovering overachiever, so I've tried to do this in nine minutes and 27 seconds, so we'll see how we go. The crisis of historical amnesia. Imagine you hit your head tonight as you fell into bed. You woke up tomorrow morning with amnesia. You would have a lot of questions, including how did I get here? Who is this spouse sleeping next to me in the bed? Why did I marry this person? <laughs> Thankfully, they're really good looking, so that's good. Um, what is my name? Who is my family? What do I believe? Whom can I trust? Without a memory of the past, you would have little or no, no understanding of your current situation and no grid for making decisions into the future. Amnesia would make you feel lost, afraid, and vulnerable. In the last two years, the pandemic has knocked our cities and our nations out of normalcy, and our society has woken up in a stupor of historical amnesia. Much of our collective memory, our history, has been forgotten. Therefore, every, everything has been labeled unprecedented, and the lessons of the Bible and the lessons of the generations that have gone before have been forgotten, or if remembered, often misapplied. As a result, we are feeling the crisis of historical amnesia. People within our churches and within, uh, within our cities are feeling lost, vulnerable, and afraid, and are asking, who am I? How did I get here? Who is my family? What do I believe? Whom can I trust? We learn from history that worldwide crises often leave people to feel lost and in a type of amnesia. As Andrew mentioned before, the, the generation that came to adulthood during World War I in the early 1920s was labeled by its contemporary Ernest Hemingway as the lost generation. This generation had seen the slaughter of war and fought in trenches and with machine guns and with poisonous gas. Young adults were trying to make sense of a world in which a four-year-long war resulted in 20 million men dying an additional 21 million men being injured that just resulted in a stalemate. To add insult to injury, that generation saw the Spanish flu pandemic that hit children and young adults disproportionately. T.S. Eliot, a famous lost generation poet, described the time as a wasteland for its seemingly futility and its desolation. In our post-COVID crisis, the current lost generation, lost Gen generation 2.0, is describing our circumstances as a wasteland and is forgetting how God has brought his people and his church through generation after generation. Into this amnesia, we must teach history. Why history? In fact, our whole faith is based on history. We are a people who believe that God created the world, that God in, uh, initiated that Jonah be swallowed by the fish, and we believe that Christ died on a cross and rose again on the third day. We are a people of history, and as a people of history, we need to heed Gavin Ortland's advice that sometimes the best way forward is paradoxically to go backwards. 
The danger of historical amnesia is that people try to make sense of the world without having any context of where they are in the story. And they have no perspective. So it's kind of like me walking into a conversation about Arsenal playing Tottenham next week, and I don't get why it's such a big deal that Arsenal might get fourth. I, I'm lost, I'm American, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get the importance of the story. But people are lost in ways far beyond that and not knowing where they are in this time. But into that lostness, we have the greatest book of history available to us, the Bible. The Bible is the meta-narrative of all history. It is his story. It is about God and his people and humanity's beginning, middle, and ends. Every event in history and every event in your life, in your history, fits within this arc of his story. The Bible describes four stages of history. Creation, Genesis 1 and 2. The fall, Genesis 3 through 11. Redemption, described Genesis 12 through uh, Revelation 22. And consummation, described in Revelations, but obviously hasn't yet happened. In this book, we have access to know where God has led us, how he is redeeming us and his creation back to himself and where he is leading us. The Lost Generation 2.0 can be reassured by knowing what stage of history we are in. And the Bible informs us that all forms of lostness are ultimately not connected to a particular crisis, but rather from the original crisis of man's sin and separation from God. But into that lostness, biblical history gives us great hope of God's redeeming work at this time in history. Within this redemptive stage of history, we know that Jesus left heaven and came to find and save man who didn't realize how lost he was without him. In doing so, Jesus split history in two. The BC, the before Christ, is gone and the Anno Domini, the year of the Lord, has arrived. And as an ultimate act of redemption, the sinless Jesus died a brutal death and hung on a cross to pay once and for all the sin and rebellion of humanity so those who place their trust in him never have to know lostness again. At this stage of history, we are still grieved by various trials. We live in creation that is still subject to futility. Yet because of our great Redeemer Jesus, we have the joy that we are, we know that we are partaking in the same sufferings as he did, and that he will actually be glorified through what we go through. And wh whatever we face, we get to live in the beautiful redemptive promise of what Jesus said, behold, I am with you to the end of the age. And finally, the Bible gives us insight into that end of the age, the end of the story. In the last couple years, we have seen many people obsess unduly about this stage. And Jesus' words to his disciples, who were also prone to the what next syndrome, are the same words he has for us. It is not for you to know the times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. In two sentences, Jesus' 
and Jesus ended their undue obsession and commissioned them to, that many may know their Redeemer and that many may know him. So why must we teach history? History leads us to worship. When I think about what Christ has done, how he entered into history, how he entered into my story, he ended my BC, he's ended your BC, and we have thousands and thousands and thousands of years to praise him that the year of the Lord has come. And he empowers us for mission. We know that he is going to redeem lost generation 2.0, and we all don't want lost generation 3.0. So he empowers us for mission, knowing what he has done, what he is doing, and what he will do. So can I commission you, brothers and sisters in the faith, and fellow historians, those who love his story and who have a story of what God has done in your life and how he's been faithful to you. Please be historians in your homes. Please tell your kids what he has done in your life. Talk about your story. You can be raw, you can talk about the facts, but talk about his faithfulness more. Talk about it in your churches. Talk about it in the coffee shops, in your life groups. Tell of his story and tell of his story, the big story, and where we are in it. So I'll leave you with uh, the call from Psalm 88.4. We will not hide from them from their children, but tell to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders that he has done. Go for it. Thank you, Christine. Uh, Arsenal Football Club, Woolwich, Arsenal, Woolwich, south of London. A naval base, an Arsenal, weapons store, had a football team, Woolwich Arsenal. Moved north of the River Thames, lost to Woolwich, became Arsenal. Still a terrible team. And next season, Bournemouth are going to beat you. Up the cherries. Anyway. Was that a question? They just lost. <laughs> Uh, just a bit of context, a bit of context. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so that, that was awesome, uh, Christine. So, how do we, one of the issues I think, particularly the last couple of years, I've felt is if, if people had a clearer idea of history, we'd be able to keep things in, in more proportion. Because it feels that part of the crises we go through at the moment, and I think Andrew kind of touched on this helpfully earlier as well, is that because we just haven't been used to these kind of crises, they come and we think, this is unprecedented. And I mean, as Masalis helped us, the fall of Rome in 410, that's much more significant than the stuff we've been through. And I think, in my context, Grace and I have recently been, we like cycling, we've been visiting lots of villages in Dorset. And every little Dorset village has a war memorial. And often on those war memorials, the 1914-18 war, there will be two, three, four brothers one family, wiped out. And then there'll be a plaque on the other side for the Second World War and there'll be the same names. And that's just unimaginable in our context to think about whole families wiped out in war. But, but I found that actually people haven't really wanted to learn the lessons of history. It almost, if you try and put things in proportion, it almost sounds offensive because of the current crisis or being insensitive to the current realities. 
So what would your advice be to us? How, how, how can we... And people need to know more history than just watching Call the Midwife. I mean, that's not the... It's a start. It's a start. <laughs> Supports Arsenal. What is Call the Midwife? <laughs> um, <laughs> so how can... How, how can we... What would you say? How, how, can, how, can we, how, how do we fix that problem? What's your practical advice? How do we, how do, we do that? We can start by watching Call the Midwife. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, th I think honestly our, our greatest asset in history besides the Bible is the history of this room. Um, to talk to generations that have gone before and to, to ask them uh, with humility, what's their experience? What lessons and advice do they have uh, for now? And I think just having compassion for what people are going through, uh, history doesn't repeat itself in exactly the same way. So, so giving permission to, to say like, it's still really hard, you're still suffering, uh, but yet there is wisdom from history and we can learn from history of Jesus and how he connects with us uh, through our suffering is a template for how we can connect with others is where I would start and then that's great yep. read Augustine watch call the midwife don't support Arsenal <laughs> thank you Christine Nevers